Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, God bless everyone. This is um, Dr. Brantley, and I'm excited to do another portion of Bible knowledge time, about 45 minutes to 50 minutes of me going into the word of the Lord. <clears throat> I've been impressed by the spirit um, to uh, go through the entire Bible. We start with Philippians and uh, we've done chapter one and we're in the middle, almost to the end of chapter two. And we will go until we hit all 66 books of the Bible. And we also will do other books as well. Uh, to tell you why they are not included in the Protestant Bible. There are two different types of, well, there's several different types of Bibles, uh, but for the two major religions, one is Protestant and one is Catholic. And uh, there are uh, extra books in the Catholic Bible that are not in the Protestant Bible. And we'll get to that point when we get there. Let's go into prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We pray that you are enlightened us with your wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Let's be led by the Spirit and not by our own mind. In Christ's name, amen. So we stopped at uh, Philippians 2.22. But you know his proven character, that as, as a son with a father, he served with me in the gospel. Now, this is very important to understand that the reason why, uh, praise God, I feel already, that uh, Paul sent Timothy because again, he served with him. In other words, he wasn't just there when it was good. He wasn't just there when everything was fine. He served with him. They walked together. They, 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 they were on one accord together uh, to minister uh, to all their uh, missionary trips. So here, what is being said here is that, yeah, you're proven. Why? Because I saw your character. Why? In the midst of service. One more time again. So here Paul said, I can send Timothy because I've seen his character in the midst of service. Um, uh, there are many, uh, and we'll definitely discover that in, 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 in Third John, that want the title, but not the responsibility or the test that they had to go through to get to that uh, uh, experience. But Paul says here that as a son, verse 22, as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel, served with me, not against me. Oh, there are many in the body of Christ uh, that are not serving with one another. Uh, they're serving against one another. Uh, and that's not God. That's not the biblical concept that God wants you to have. 
serve is uh, dulico. Uh, my Greek is not that great in pronunciation. It means servant. To be, to be in the position of a servant and act according, to be subject and serve in subjection uh, or bondage. See, we must understand that if we want to really do the will of the Lord, we have to remain the servant, okay? We have to remain that this is not about me, but this is all about Christ using me for his glory and not my own. See, this is this is the fight. As soon as God uses you, as soon as God elevates you, uh, will I change my affiliation? Okay, will I change my affiliation from going from God from going to self, oh my, and please understand, you can make yourself into a small g God, right? You can make yourself into an idol. Why? Because it's no longer God's will, but it's your will. But if, I, but if I'm in service with God, praise God, if I am service and doing the master's will, then that cannot be uh, in my repertoire. That, it, that cannot be in my mind. I must say consistently, Lord, not my will, but I will be gone again. He served with me. Paul says, Timothy served with me in the gospel, not in gossip, not in adultery, not in stealing money, not in trying uh, to uh, usurp uh, pastors or bishops or people's authority. He served with me in the gospel. And this is what we got to do, constantly beating our heads that we are here not to brand. Uh, we are not here to be popular. We're here to serve God in the midst of service. So that's verse 22. Very important. Again, we must serve. We must bow down our will to the will of God. We must bow the knee. We must bow the knee and say, all right, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Why? Because I want to be in, yes, your service. And one thing about service, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, World War II, uh, you got drafted, praise God, uh, you know, predestination, you got drafted. This is where God wants you to be. So if I must understand that this is God's call upon my life, then I cannot move away from this in any shape or form or fashion. I must say I am ready to be a servant for the true and living God. Let's go further. Verse 23. Uh, therefore, this is Philippians 2.23. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. In other words, uh, now this is important. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read the uh, King James Version here. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently so soon as I will see how it will go with me. Now, <clears throat> this is very important ministry. A lot of times uh, in ministry, and I've definitely been guilty of this, a lot of times in ministry, we give out so much so that there's nothing left. Paul says here, I need Timothy with me for a while until I see where I'm at. Okay. Uh, I know some people have a, 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 a martyr spirit that, you know, well, I'm here to be given up uh, like an offering. And I understand that, you know, that's definitely in the text. Uh, uh, Christ definitely did that, and Christ definitely tells us to take about cross and follow. But here, Paul says here, let me get myself together. Let me make sure uh, I'm ready for Timothy to leave. Now, 
two points. Number one, it's knowing that I need somebody. And number two is knowing, all right, it's time to let them go and come back, of course, but it's time to let them go for. Okay. This is very important because a lot, a lot of times we're not careful. Uh, you'd be in the ministry that don't want to let you go. They want you, don't, they don't want you to grow because the pastor is insecure. Yeah, I said it. Uh, you know, the pastor doesn't uh, let you do anything in service at all. You just got the title and you just look there. And and uh, like I said, uh, you know who you in the ghetto church uh, when there's only 10 members and nine of them are a part of the security team. Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem, right? So here, it says here, hope to send him at once. As soon as I, I as soon as it goes with me. Again, another point about verse 23 is keeping your word. Yeah, that's a lost art, isn't it? Yeah. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Right? If I said that I'm going to put it in place, I'm going to put it in place. All right? It's really understanding that point. Okay? When I don't do that on a, when I don't do that on a regular basis, then I become a hypocrite. I become a man that you cannot trust my word. But here Paul says that I will, I will send him at once, once I'm all right, once I'm secure. And listen, people, it's all right. Verse 23 tells us it's all right to say I'm not strong enough. Oh, wow. That, 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 a lot of people don't like that. It is all right to say, you know what? I am not strong enough to deal with this pain right now. I am not in a good place. It's all right to be, mm. don't the Bible say the truth set you free? Yeah, it does say that. John chapter 8, the truth will set you free. But the truth cannot set free if you're not speaking the truth. So Paul is saying here, listen, I'm in prison. I'm locked up. I'm, 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 uh, I'm between guards. He is saying here that hmm, I need the help. I need the strength. And nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with being honest with yourself. And let me a little, I'll go a little deeper. One thing as believers we have to do is be honest with ourselves, okay? No more lying, uh, no more trying to be Superman or Superwoman uh, in your cape. It's just being honest. Say, listen, right now, uh, I'm not in the best move. Now, when God says move, you got to be obedient. Why? Because you are a servant, okay? And all that way to acknowledge him, and he will direct that path. Uh, my mind quickly goes to Elijah. You know, Elijah was broke down after 1 Kings 18, when he confronted Jezebel and Ahab. He was tired. He was so tired that in chapter 19, he wanted to commit suicide. Interesting. Why? Because he didn't take care of himself. This also talks about taking care of your body. I know you don't see that, but I do. And all the doctor says, you know what? You shouldn't eat this, shouldn't eat that. You shouldn't eat past a certain time. And that because he, he, he can't stand you. Excuse me. He wants you to live a long time. You see. So again, verse 23 says, I will send him. Okay, verse 24. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Okay, now this is so powerful. All the scripture is powerful. Because here Paul is saying, I'm in chains, but I'm still hoping. Praise God. Uh, King James Ferguson says, Him therefore I hope to send presently. All right, verse 24. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. I trust. The word trust in the Greek is uh, pitho, 
which means uh, to persuade, to move, or affect, be kind words or motive. In other words, Paul is saying, even though I am locked up, I am swayed to believe I'm going to see you shortly. Mm. Now, this is the maturity of a believer that, yes, in the midst of my bondage, in the midst of what I am going through, I am persuaded that the will of God is going to be done. I am persuaded. I am believing. I am trusting. Okay. What good is a God if you don't trust him to do something beyond you? I mean, there, uh, there are things on my plate financially and mentally uh, that I'm believing God for that I, I only know God can do. And the problem is, I'm going to tell myself, y'all don't tell yourself. The problem is my belief a lot of times is based on my substance. No, I cannot believe God based on what I have. You see, I must believe God based on who he is. It's a difference. See, here Paul says, in, again, in 24, I'm, I'm locked up, but I'm believing God that one day I'm going to be out of here. Uh, one day I'm going to flow out of here. Why? Because I'm believing God for a change. I'm believing God for not staying in the negative. And that's why self-pity and depression are one of the tools of the enemy. It's, it, 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 it's, uh, uh, it's kind of uh, a cloak. But depression and self-pity is saying, I'm not trusting God. Self-pity is saying, you know what? God's not going to do that. Praise God. Depression uh, gets you so depressed that you're not seeking God. Watch this. You're seeking your negativity. Now, this is something God has really been working with me on, is that I cannot allow the enemy to have any space in my mind to bring negativity. Zero space. Why? Because I must believe God for the full miracle. Not half, not little, but full. Again, Paul says in verse 24, I I, but I trust. I'm not trusting in my pain. I'm, a, I'm not trusting in my finances. I, oh God, help us to understand that as we raise our trust is as you will bless us, as you will move in our behalf. But I must trust you. Listen, all right? Uh, I haven't sold that many books. Uh, I'm trusting God to sell more books because I know what God has given me uh, to write uh, in the areas of relationship, intimacy, uh, and theology. I know God has given me. I know God has anointed me for that. But I'm trusting God uh, to have more people buy uh, to purchase my book. Now, I know I don't have the power because I ain't got the money to purchase all my books like I want to be purchased, right? But I'm trusting God for it. I trust in the Lord. Not in my pain. Come on, somebody. Not in my difficulty. Not in what I'm seeing around me. I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. I'm trusting in God that I will be there shortly. I know where I am at. Come on, somebody help me. I know where I am at. I know the pain I feel. I know the suffering I feel. But I trust that God will move things out of my place at the right time and at the right place. Oh, I, I tell you, there's so much meat on that bone. I trust, but I trust. Now, I must trust. I cannot stay in the pain. I must trust for the move. I must trust for the deliverance. I must trust for God to do things in my life that I've never seen before, but I must trust where? In the Lord, that I myself shall also come. All right, so that was uh, Philippians 2. 19 through 24. That was talking about Timothy uh, commended. 
Now we're going to 25 through 30, 25 through 30 of Philippians. All right. Now my pronoun my pronunciations are not that great, so I'm gonna tell you that right now. So don't send me no letter that I pronounced it wrong. Christians. All right. Verse 25. Yet I consider it necessary to send to you uh Ephraphrodites, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier. But your messenger and the one who ministered, but but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. All right, 25. King James Version, it says, Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you uh, Adephrodites, Aphrodites, my brother and my companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to, to, to my wants. So let me read one more version, the Amplified Version, verse 25. Sometimes it's good to read versions because as you read versions, you see a different aspect of it. However, I thought it was necessary to send uh, a, a uh, Adephrodites, back to you. He has been my brother and companion in labor and my fellow soldier, as well as having come as your special messenger, apostle minister to my need. So this brother was bringing it. Okay. He, uh, let's see what his name means uh, in the Greek. Uh, it means uh, being one devoted to Aphrodite, all right, which is a goddess of love and beauty. Uh, this is an intimate, this uh, in uh, in imminent disciple who resided at Philippi. He was commissioned by the church in that city to visit Apostle Paul during his imprisonment at Rome. The apostle in, uh, 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 alludes to him with strong uh, 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 strong points of love. Now, this brother. Did not run from when Paul was locked up. No. He stayed with him. Uh, Philippi sent him with the money. Uh, I'm assuming that we talked about it in chapter one. And he's a fellow, watch this now, fellow worker and soldier. Uh, boy, we can, do, we can do this for the next 30 minutes. Do you see how Paul... You know, he had some bad people working with him. Or I should say opposing him. He had some people opposing him. But he also had people that was a fellow worker and uh, a fellow soldier. That is powerful to me. Fellow worker and soldier. How many soldiers we have out there? In other words, soldier means fight. Soldier means defend. Praise God. Uh, uh, there may be workers, but but as soon as problems come, they're going to go the other direction. They're going to go the other way. No, this brother was not just a fellow worker, but a soldier. Oh, there is a need. There is a drought. Uh, there's applications that need to be filled for believers who are soldiers. Who will stay in the fight. Uh, uh, who will not go uh, to other directions, but 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 that will commit their way as unto who? As unto the Lord. We need more people like that who will say, all right, uh, preacher, uh, I don't understand everything that God is doing and uh, I don't see it, but guess what? We're in this fight together, right? We're, we're doing uh, this thing together 
to the glory and honor of God. I gotta change location because of uh, my battery here. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're in this fight together, right? We're, 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 we're doing this thing to the glory and honor of God, okay? To me, that's beautiful, but we need more soldiers. Oh, we need more soldiers because guess what? The enemy has soldiers. Oh, the enemy has soldiers coming against us and we need soldiers. My brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, 25. Uh, uh, during the Iraq war, uh, there was a staggering statistic. And the statistic was staggering because much of the wounded or the dead uh, who were military uh, from America uh, was from friendly fire. See, this is what we don't want to be a part of, right? I don't want to use my weapon to hurt a fellow brother. I want to use my weapon to go after the enemy. Oh, my God. Okay, listen, uh, never served in the military. And thank God for those who have served in the military. But your weapon is going to be taken away if you point it at a fellow soldier. And I'm on this, this, this thing of how many of us have been used by the enemy to fire on somebody else in the same army as you. Here Paul is saying, listen, I'm going through and how many countless people, and, and I've experienced it myself, I've gone through, going through my issues personally, and uh, not too many men and women of the city came and how you doing, preacher? Heard you getting divorced. What's going on? Fellow soldier says, you know what? Uh, in my mind, uh, uh, thank you, God, that when you see a soldier get hit or wounded, you don't just look at them. You go back and get them. Praise God. You go back and carry that brother and carry that sister. Why? Because you're on my team. We're working together, fellow soldier. Amen. And so that's what God's calling us to. I, 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 I cannot reiterate this enough. We have to be soldiers, not of the enemy. And we can't be spies of the enemy. Come on. How many, you know, uh, Dr. King uh, and other people were taken down, Black Panther was taken down, uh, because of uh, of spies. Mm. Uh, my brother, my sister, can I ask a question? Are you a spy or are you a soldier? Are you a spy or are you a soldier? You, 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 you got to make up your mind because if you are a spy, then you're, my God, you're not going to get the full blessing. You're not going to get the full redemption. You're not going to get the crown. You're not going to get the breakthrough because you're a spy of the enemy. Oh, my God. As Jude talks about it, you crept in unaware. And as Matthew talks about it, uh, you planted tares. Oh, my. Do, do you understand back in the day they shot spies? What did happen to you? You didn't help nobody. If anything, you stepped on people. 
You destroy people. You destroy people's ministry. You destroy people's uh, uh, marriages. Why? Because you were a spy. You were you were dressed like a preacher. You looked like a preacher. You looked like a prophetess. You looked like a prophet. You looked like a bishop. You dressed like a bishop. But you were a spy. I hope this hitting somebody right now. I, I hope this is uh, is definitely making me. It, it just puts you on an examination table. You say, Lord, where am I at? with this. Am I a spy? Am I a spy? Or am I a believer of the living God? Hallelujah. Am I a soldier going in the enemy's camp? And that's the problem. I'm trying to let this thing go. Uh, we ain't going in the enemy's camp. Mm. We're going into God's camp and causing disorder. We're causing discord. We're causing gossiping. We're causing infighting. We're causing all of this mess, and yet you say, God bless me. Really now? You have just uh, set off a bomb in your local church. You just set off running your mouth, and now you expect God to bless you. No, you are a spy. You are not a fellow soldier. You were there to cause discord. You were there uh, to cause infighting. You ain't no soldier. You a spy of the enemy. And I'm and I'm praying that every person under the sound of my voice, you will examine yourself to see, am I a soldier or am I a spy? I ain't got time to go to it, but, uh, well, I got time real quick. Joel, I'm going to hit, I'm going I'm to I'm hit it and run. Job 1 and 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Okay, you all didn't hear me. Verse 6, 1 and 6. And now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. He was a spy. Don't let that be you, my brother. Don't let that be you, my sister. Don't be a spy of the enemy. Be a soldier for the Lord. Let's go to verse 26. Praise God for that revelation. Philippians 2, 26. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. So this brother uh, that had helped uh, Brother Paul out was sick. He was doing the work of the ministry and was sick. He was he was he was going through something. He was he was going through something. Now, now the Bible does not give us any detail what type of sickness it was, but it was a very severe sickness. He was going through. He was distressed. Now I'm gonna say this: in ministry, you're gonna get hurt. In ministry, they're gonna come after you. But understand. You are doing it as unto who? Yes, as unto the Lord, not unto yourself. It is very important for, for us to understand that you're in God's army, not in your army. You're not the general. I'm sorry. You're a buck private. No, no, you're the lowest of the lowest. Yes, I know I have a title of bishop and doctor, but I'm still a buck private for God. Why? Because I'm still a servant. And here, uh, this man was sick. Now, let me say this real quick. It's one thing to be sick, 
in the service of God. And other than me sick, because you're just lazy and your body's cutting up on you. Now, this man was sick, maybe because he was working. He definitely was a fellow worker and definitely a fellow soldier. He was helping Brother Paul. And while helping Brother Paul, maybe, uh, you know, he took some lashes for Paul. I don't know, but the brother was sick. No, I'm taking my time because church has gotten so commercialized. We don't even know when people are sick now in church. Now, I will tell you as a pastor, if you don't tell me you're sick, you know, unless God reveals something to me, I don't know you're sick. So you let me know you're sick. Praise the Lord. But this man was sick. The, uh, the word sick is uh, athenoid, which means uh, without strength, powerless to lack strength, to infirm. He was weak. He was feeble. He was powerless. How many of us have seen people in our church powerless and we did nothing to help them? We did nothing to encourage them. We did nothing to hold them up. Very important. Yes. Uh, we thank God for when people are doing well, but also is ministering to people when they're at their lowest. He was sick. He was going through. You know, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in so much of a bubble that you don't see other people's pain. Am I making sense, somebody? Uh, you shouldn't be uh, in so much of a bubble that you just see what you're going through and don't see what no one else is going through. Okay, you got to make sure that it's not just you. But as a brother and sister in the faith, right, brothers and sisters, I, I was just in Florida, and we watch out for one another. She watch out for me, I watch out for her. That's what brothers and sisters do. Isn't that what brothers and sisters should do in the body of Christ? Watch out for one another, pray for one another, intercede one another. Shouldn't we be doing the same thing? But are we? Nah. It's all about my empire, all about my, my branding. Ugh. Look at verse 27. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. Not only on him, but also, but on me also. That I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So here Paul is saying God had mercy. Do we recognize the power of God's mercy? How we go through things and it's only by God's mercies that we live. That's why God says, uh, God gives us new mercies, what? Every morning, why? Because we need it. God gives us new mercies. Things that we don't recognize. And that's why it is so immature spiritually to, to complain. Whatever you are complaining about, if God's mercies was there, it would have been worse. For indeed, he was sick almost unto death. Now, let's let's focus on almost. It ain't over until God says it's over. He was sick almost unto death. Okay. Uh, I really want y'all to 
focus on the word almost. Almost gave up. Almost thought it was going to get no better. Almost felt depleted. Almost, I mean, uh, we can do this all day, people. Almost, almost, almost. Listen, all these things almost could have happened to me, but by God's grace, it didn't. Why? Because I was covered by the blood. I was covered by God because of his mercy. Almost. Almost slipped. Almost let go. Almost turned my back on God. Almost. Praise God. Listen, and you be honest, all of us have had an almost. All of us have had an almost. All of us have had that time when we thought we wasn't going to make it, but by God's grace, we made it. Almost. Almost got destroyed. Almost got jacked up. Almost. Praise God. Anyone glad for the ministry of almost? <laughs> Is anybody out there glad for the ministry of almost? <laughs> almost lost my job. Almost died. Almost. I mean, all of us as believers of God, we've had this testimony of almost. Again, I'm using the version here. Uh, let me see what it says here. In verse 27. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death. Okay, the uh, that you would not. But God had mercy on him, not on him only, but on me also, that I, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I thank God for almost. Uh, I know you don't see it uh, in your King James Version, but uh, when he says, uh, uh, indeed, he was sick, nigh unto, nigh unto, translation into almost uh, in, in this version. Which is an NKJV, our New King James Version. He was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. Not only him, but also on me. So this goes back to the power of interceding for somebody. I, I, I've definitely interceded for people. I know people have interceded for me. Um, so this kind of goes back to the power of prayer. This, this kind of goes back to the need of prayer for other people almost so what would happen if Paul hadn't prayed what would happen if Paul had not interceded again we're in Philippians chapter 2 verse 27 what if what if that would have happened hmm? what if Paul hallelujah didn't call his name uh I'm definitely learning uh, in my old age, uh, as I get older, is that when God wakes me up in the morning, it's to call somebody in prayer. It's to intercede for somebody. Why? Because if I don't intercede, that almost may be taken away. You know, uh, I don't know, and, and you know, I'm a little touched, so y'all pray for me. What difference would it have made if Peter, James, and John had prayed for Jesus at Gethsemane? What difference would it have made if they had prayed for that man? What difference? What change? What, 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 what? What would have happened if they had, you know, 
I mean, Jesus was kind of upset with them. Not kind of. He, he was upset. Why was he so upset? Maybe because something could have changed? Maybe something could have happened? I don't know. But Peter, James, and John in the Garden of Gethsemane, they weren't praying for him. They weren't interceding for him. They were asleep. Oh, my God, help us. Again, I am speculating. I have no gospel for this. I'm just thinking out loud. Can I think out loud? Thank you very much. What would have happened if they had prayed? Intercede. Daily intercede for my children. I intercede for the ministry. I intercede for my family members. Intercede. But you know what? It's a it's a lost art because no one's intercede. Everyone just want to have their own prayer. Lord bless me. Nobody else. No. No, intercede. Minister other, pray for other people. That's what Paul did. Because Paul said, if he had died, latter part of verse 27, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. The word sorrow in the Greek uh, means uh, lupus, L-U-P-E-S in the Greek. Cause grief, grievance, trouble. So, I believe God is speaking to all of us here, right? That let, let's intercede for people more. Oh, we know how to find fault for people. Woo, we're experts with that. Mm, my, my, my. We are experts with that. I can tell you what's wrong with you in a second. I just look at you. <laughs> no, here Paul interceded for this brother. I tell you, this this commentary that I'm talking and writing uh, is blessing me because it's it's finding me. Right? Uh, how many selfish prayers have you prayed? Uh, I experienced something today uh, that because I ministered uh, to someone, even though it was kind of difficult to do, God turns around and blesses me fully. Come on, somebody. Uh, that's not because of what I hush. It's not because of what I did. It, it, it was me being a fellow soldier, a fellow worker of the Lord. You see, that's why that's so important to understand. That's why it's so important to see that. That I am a fellow worker. And a part of being a fellow worker, a fellow servant, is interceding for other people and not just you. Now, I don't have the ratio. I, I don't have the ratio. Is it 50% you, 50% somebody else? I don't know. I just know one thing. It should be a combination. Yeah, It, uh, it should be uh, a combination that you feel that what you have said has blessed somebody. Amen. Why? Because, and uh, let me do a little trick here. When you intercede for other people, I mean, really intercede for other people, you forget about yourself. Okay, this is why we're in the word, people. Okay, why is our world in disorder? Uh, why is our church in disorder? Because people don't stay in the word. Everything's based on polls and your opinions. No, the word of God says here, for example, let's intercede for somebody. Oh, Matthew 5.44 real quick. Matthew 5.43, start there. 
You have heard that it was said, you shall love your enemies and hate your enemies. But I say unto you, this is verse 44 of Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who despitefully use you, despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of, uh, sons of your Father in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And since rain on the just and unjust. For if you have loved those who love you, what reward have you? <laughs> Excuse me. What reward have you? You have no reward. This is so powerful. It definitely, you know, is going to change my prayer life more. Uh, you know what? Let me intercede. Not just for me, not just for my needs. Let me intercede for other people as well. Let me let me pray for her. Let me pray for him that the will, that the will of God be done in and through their lives. Why? Because he know that if they had he had died, verse twenty seven of Philippians two, it would have been sorrow upon sorrow. Now here is Paul in prison, but he's praying for somebody else. Here is Paul locked up. But he's, he's interceding for somebody else. My God. Are you guys hearing what I'm trying to say to you? Here's a guy in the midst of his own pain, his own difficulty, but he's praying for somebody else. This is, this is heartwarming to all of us. Let me pray for somebody else. And not just me. Verse 30, 28. Uh, 28. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less sorrowful. When the brother's good, when the brother's better, I'm going to send him back to you again. I'm not going to be greedy. Luke 28 in the uh, Amplified Bible. So I have sent him the more willingly and eagerly that you may be gladdened at seeing him again, and that I may be less disquieted. In other words, I'm not going to keep him to myself. Okay. We're going to stop here. I hope you guys were blessed today uh, in the word. Um, I tell you, this is, uh, you know, good, a good chef. Uh, not only uh, cooks good food uh, for people, uh, he enjoys the food uh, as he eats it. And I am definitely enjoying the word of the Lord today. Um, again, um, if, if this has been a blessing to you, uh, you can send Cash App, $10, As you guys know, I do this during my counseling time. Uh, dollar sign, RSIC 1997, or Venmo Timothy Dash Brantley or Zell. Uh, listen, this is something God put on my heart. Uh, I would have never imagined this, <laughs> doing this, uh, but I do know the will of the Lord needs to be done. Um, so I hope you guys uh, were blessed by uh, the word today. Uh, our church is located uh, 1575 Thompson Avenue in Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, our services, uh, 1030, Bible study to uh, 7 p.m. And, and, and of course, you know, Bible knowledge at uh, 6 p.m. as well. I hope you will stay tuned and come back with us every Wednesday, 6 p.m. God bless you.
have great day. Bye-bye.